Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Innalhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruh Wa natubu ilayh Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina Wa sayyati amalina Man yahdihillahu falamudilla lahu Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna sayyadana muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh أما بعد أسأل الله عز وجل أن يوفقنا جميعا لما يحبه ويرضاه من سديد الأقوال وصالح الأعمال وأن يلهمنا رشد أنفسنا وأن يرزقنا جميعا العزيمة على رشد والغنيمة من كل بر وأن يصلح لنا شأن كله Beloved brothers and sisters in Islam after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after passing salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his family and friends I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad peace be upon him is the final messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tonight's majlis or tonight's talk bi'idhnillahi ta'ala we have a very important topic a topic that is extremely important in the life of every believing male and female young and old and this is the topic of the status of Tawheed in the life of a believer the status of Tawheed in the life of a Muslim. And the reality is, and the first point that we need to look at, and the first point that we need to understand, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for a reason, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for a purpose. If you were to ask some people, why were you created? And different people, they would give different answers. Some people might say I was created so I can have a beautiful house. I can have a beautiful car. I can go on holiday every year. I can make my first million when I'm 18. Whatever it might be. But the reason why Allah has created us is mentioned in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Dhariyat, verse number 56. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ This is the reason why Allah azza wa jal has created us. For this, where he says that I have not created jinn and mankind except that they worship me. So this is the reason why Allah has put us on this dunya. Everything else is secondary. Whether I want to have a nice car, whether I want to have a beautiful house, I want to go on holiday every year, I want to earn a certain amount every month, that's all secondary. If you get that, and you're happy with that, alhamdulillah. If you don't get that, still alhamdulillah. But your purpose 
is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in order to get to this purpose, in order to get to this goal, to this ghaya of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent down messengers and He sent down books. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that indeed and most definitely, certainly, we have sent a messenger to every community. And all the messengers from Nuh alayhi salam until Muhammad alayhi salatu wa salam. May Allah be pleased with all the anbiya. They all came with the same message. And this was, That worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and stay away from false gods and false deities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions and He says, وَمَا أَرُسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولِ Allah says that we never sent a messenger before you illa nuhi ilay except that we inspired him we gave him wahi we taught him what to teach the people and what was this message annahu la ilaha illa ana fa'budun that none has the right to be worshipped except me so worship me is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the same message given to Isa alayhi salam, given to Musa alayhi salam, given to Yusuf alayhi salam. Name any prophet, they were given the same message. That none has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَذْكُرْ أَخَا عَاد And remember the brother of Ad. إِذْ أَنْذَرَ قَوْمَهُ بِالْأَحْقَافِ وَقَدْ خَلَتِ النُّذُرِ And when he warned his people. And what was the people doing at his time? This time, they were the inhabitants of sand hills. So they were building huge houses out of sand hills and in mountains. And they thought they were extremely powerful. They thought they were extremely great. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says to them that there were certainly warners before and certain there was warners, will be warners after Him. And they all said the same thing, Allah ta'budu illallah. They all said the same thing that you must worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the ayat with regards to this are many. So my beloved brothers and sisters, Tawheed, it is the asas of our A'mal. We have our actions and then we have that thing which is the head of all our actions, which is Tawheed. And in order for our Ibadah and our actions to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to have Tawheed. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions in Surah Tufayna and he says وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we have commanded even though they were only commanded to worship Allah alone. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says with what? With sincerity. With ikhlas. So ikhlas, sincerity is the first ingredient for your ibadah to be accepted. And the second ingredient for your ibadah to be accepted is following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this topic of tawheed in the life of a Muslim is extremely broad. We can sit here week in, week out, lesson in, lesson out. And we can speak about the importance of tawheed and the different branches of tawheed the different categories of Tawheed and all of this it affects the life of a believer there can be no mu'min there can be no believer and he doesn't have Tawheed a believer in Allah must have Tawheed and if he doesn't have Tawheed then there's a question mark is he a believer or isn't he a believer? This is a matter where you can't be baina wa baina. You can't be yani, a fence sitter. I want to have tawheed today, tomorrow I want to make sure. I want to have tawheed today, tomorrow I might be down with the doesn't work like that. So you need to understand that what does this Tawheed actually mean to me? And how does this Tawheed actually impact my life on a daily basis? And every person without Tawheed, every person that does not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yani he is following his desires. He's following his desires because he has not worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you were to pause for a moment and you look at society around us and you look at the world in general and you will see generally people that does not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatever the, the religion is whether they follow in a religion, whether they're not following a religion. But you will find that there's certain things that takes place in the world. Open the newspapers, read the internet. And sometimes you might think, subhanallah, how can someone actually do something like this? Whatever it might be. And later on we will see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how it describes these type of people. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the people that does not have Tawheed and that they just follow their desires and this will come a bit later. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أَوَمَنْ كَانَ مَيِّتًا فَأَحْيَيْنَاهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah An'am 
can those who had been dead to whom we have given life? So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu O you who believe and as we know when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he addresses in the Quran and he says Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu now we need to listen attentively right there's two seerahs in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he addresses the whole of mankind Ya ayyuhalladhina Right? O mankind. Then there's certain times when Allah addresses who? The specifically to the believers. And He says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. So now Muhammad, Imran, Fatima, Aisha. So now they need to listen attentively. Because now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to us. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the believer. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu stajibu lillahi wa lirrasul O believers Respond and answer The call to Allah and his messenger Iza da'akum When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls you To that which gives you life And this brings us to the next question what gives us life? Is what gives us life food and drink? Then I can follow whatever I want to. I can follow my carnal desires. But what gives me life is what? What gives me life is Tawheed. This is what gives me life. Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what gives me life. Because if I don't worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do I really have a life? This is something we must ask ourselves. They might have beautiful houses. They might have beautiful cars. They go on holiday every week, every month, every year. Their Instagrams is always beautiful pictures. But do they really have a life without Tawheed? This is something that they should ask themselves and the reality my beloved brothers and sisters the reality of Tawheed and sincerity and humility and submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is true life if you are humble to Allah if you submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then this is true life and this is true happiness. As for a life which has no Tawheed, then this is like a beastly life. This is like a life which has no happiness. It is like a life of an animal. And what is the life of an animal like? They sleep at night, they wake up in the morning, they eat. They mate, they sleep, they wake up, they mate, they eat. This is the life of an animal. And we as human beings, we are not like that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us to worship Him, to obey Him, to bring out His tawheed in our lives, which is supposed to be every single day remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says regarding the kuffar, 
He says regarding the mushrikun. He says regarding those that don't have tawheed. They don't follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inhum illa kal'an'am bal hum adal. See, earlier we're going to come to this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes him and he says that they are only like cattle. No, but rather they, that they are astray from the right path. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making it clear. In this world and in the akhirah, there's only going to be two groups. It's either people that have tawheed and people that don't have tawheed. I can't say that um, you know, I don't have, or I had Tawheed on maybe Friday for Jummah, then I never had Tawheed for a week, and then I had Tawheed maybe on the day of Eid, like that. So this doesn't make sense. There's either two groups, there's only two groups. You either have Tawheed, or you don't have Tawheed. So if a person is without Tawheed, then in fact, he's without life. Because as we mentioned, Tawheed is life. And he has no life, and he has no ladha, he has no taste for life. Even if he walks on the earth freely, and he travels wherever he wants, the question is, does he really have a life? And the advantage of a Muslim's life which is yani, the real life. The one with Tawheed, this is truly the real life. Because he brings out the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the devotion that he or she gives to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extremely important. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions a particular word in the Qur'an. And in this word he uses is ruh. And he roughly translated into English as spirit. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, listen to the next few verses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا مِنْ أَمْرِنَا so now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And so we have sent to you, O Prophet, a revelation by our command. We have sent to you, O Prophet, a revelation, yani a ruh, by our command. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the start of Surah Al-Nahl, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ata. أَمْرُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلُوهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَمَّ يُشْرِكُونَ يُنَزِّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةَ بِالرُّوحِ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ So ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أَتَى أَمْرُ اللَّهِ That the command of Allah is at hand so do not hasten the command and glorified and exalted is Allah عَزَّ وَجَلْ And then the next verse he sends down the malaika with the revelation by his command. So what is this revelation? This revelation is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So here we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about revelation as a spirit. Speaking about revelation, yani the ruh. And so now we understand that the ruh has different meanings and different connotations in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the life of the abd, the life of the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only for tawheed. It is only for tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is to achieve the reality of what revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us to. And this brings us to the next point. What does the Quran call us to? Ibn Qayyim rahimahullahu ta'ala, he mentions and he says that the Quran in itself from Surah Al-Fatiha to Surah Al-Nas is about Tawheed. So in essence, what does this Quran call to? It calls to Tawheed. It calls to the oneness of Allah. It calls to worshiping Allah. It calls to staying away and rejecting shirk. This is what the Quran calls to. So you cannot be ascribing partners with Allah. You cannot be making dua to other than Allah. But then you're making tilawah of the Quran day in and day out. So has this Quran really penetrated you? Do you really understand what this Quran is speaking about? So many people, they've recited the Quran. Many people, they've recited the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what happens? Do they actually understand Tawheed? Do they actually understand the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this is a question. This is something that people need to ask themselves. That we've learned the book of Allah. We memorize the book of Allah. But are we implementing the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Something that we cannot answer for everyone. The next important point. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions and he brings and draws our attention to a very important point. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he warns us against being distracted from the book of Allah. Being cut off or distracted from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hadid, verse 16 and verse 17, أَلَمْ يَأْنِنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُونُ كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِ فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَكَثِيرٌ مِنْهُمْ فَاسِكُونَ اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِي الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا قَدْ بَيَّنَّا لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ لَعَلَّكُمْ has the time not come? Has the time not come for the believers that their hearts to be humbled at the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And what has been revealed of the truth? And not to be like those who were given the scripture before. Those who were spoiled for so long that their hearts became hardened and many of them are still 
rebellious. And know that Allah revives the earth after the earth has died or after its death. And we have certainly made the signs clear for you, so perhaps you will understand. So the first part of this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He poses a question, He asks us, O believers, has the time not come that you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this reminds me right, of a story that is found in many books and also in Imam Zahabi's book of Siyar Alay Nubala under the biography of Fudayl ibn Iyad. And Fudayl ibn Iyad, he was a very famous scholar of Islam. Look in the books of Hadith, you will find his names in the books of Hadith, you look in the names of Tafsir, etc. You will find his name. But for that even Iyad, his name was, all, was not always in these books. And there was a time in his life when he was not on the straight path. There was a time in his life where he followed a different path. And if you were to use today's terms, I think you could say he was maybe yani like a gangster in inverted commas. So this was for Daily Baniya. And for Daily Baniya, at a time, he liked a particular lady. And they shared, basically they were neighbors. So they, yani they shared a wall or a fence or whatever it was in that time. And he would always at times, yani try to maybe people jump over to see what she's doing. And one evening he hears a recite this verse. Has the time not come? Has the time not come that your hearts get affected by the remembrance of Allah and immediately he changes his life? One verse, not even the complete verse, a half a verse. But he changes his life and you find his name in the books of Islamic sciences today. So this is what the Qur'an does. And this is, imagine at that time, he was someone that was maybe not worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly, or on time, etc. So what about myself and yourself that worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that claims to be following the Qur'an and the Sunnah, how isn't this Qur'an supposed to affect us? There's something to ponder about. And if we ponder and we reflect on this verse or on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mention in verse number 17 of Surah Al-Hadid, he mentions the life of the dead earth. And when does the earth, when it's dead, when does it get life? With what? With water. The ground is barren. Once the rain starts to come, what happens? We see growth. So water gives life to the dead earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he sends down rain, then yani this earth it shakes, it vibrates. And we find growth and we find sprout. So the earth comes alive after it was dead. Understood? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he reminds us 
in the above verses that we spoke about. And how the Quran livens up a dead heart. So the Quran is linked to Tawheed and the heart is linked to the Quran. So if we notice this amazing connection that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He draws this parable or this connection between life of plants and water. Now I want to draw your attention to something else. So Allah Azza wa Jal as also in the Quran He draws our attention to Iman, Tawheed and the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Alam tara kayfa taraballahu mathala. Surah Ibrahim, verse 24, verse 25. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, that do you not see how Allah compares kalimatan tayyibatan kashajaratin tayyibatin asluha thabit wa faru'uha so Allah says, do you not see how Allah compares a good word to a good tree? Do you not see that its root is firm and its branches reaches the sky? Allah is asking you this question. Right? We as human beings, we like examples. We as human beings, we like parables. Whenever we speak to someone, whenever we speak to our kids, whenever we as teachers speak in the madrasa, then what happens? Then we draw parables for them. So like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing a parable. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Tu'ti. And always, it's yielding its fruit in every season by the will of its Lord. This is how Allah sets forth. And again, if we look at the end, Allah says, Again, Allah draws our attention. He starts off the verse, verse 25, saying that He's going to give a parable. He ends verse, I mean, Afwan verse 24. He ends verse 25 saying again, I'm going to draw you to a parable. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, is drawing our attention to a good tree. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if this tree is firm, if it's something good, the tree is going to be firm, the roots are going to be well established under the ground, and its branches are going to reach the sky. It's also going to give off Good fruit in every season. This is by the word of Allah. But now take this good tree, good branches, good fruit, and compare this to our iman, to our tawheed. That with good tawheed, with proper tawheed, with proper understanding, this is how it's supposed to affect my everyday life. That I'm supposed to be giving off good. That fruits coming from me, and in inverted commas, it's supposed to be good. 
Because if I'm a person of Tawheed, and Tawheed is implemented in my life daily, then this is what I'm supposed to be giving off. So again, I need to ask myself this question. Am I really giving off this good as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to give off? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He explains this parable with a tree. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in a hadith narrated by Ibn Umar, Ibn Umar says, while we were sitting with Allah's Messenger one day, He said, tell me, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He said, tell me of a tree which resembles a Muslim man. Its leaves do not fall and it does not, and it does not, and does not, and it gives its fruits every now and then. It gives its fruits when? Every now and then. It came to my mind, so now this is Ibn Umar speaking. He says, it came to my mind that such a tree must be the date palm. But seeing Abu Bakr and seeing Umar, meaning his father, saying nothing, I dislike to speak. So in that as well is a lesson for us. That sometimes we sit and look at Abdullah ibn Umar. Right? We're going to see at the end of the hadith when he speaks to someone what, what they told him. But see his understanding. He says that, you know, I'm thinking this is a daytree. But I'm rather going to keep quiet. Why? Because in the gathering was Abu Bakr and was Umar. And we all know who was Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. We all know who was Umar radiallahu anhu. You don't need to go into detail. But the point and the lesson that we can learn is that sometimes we also sit in gatherings. We also sit in circles. And there are people that are maybe more capable of answering. So sometimes that it is better for me to take a back seat. But in today's time and in today's society, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on WhatsApp, whether it's on Instagram, whatever it's on, or sitting in the circles, everyone feels that I need to say something. Right? Anna. Right? And not the other Anna that works somewhere. No. But that in Arabic, I. That I need to say something. And sometimes this is problematic. Imam al-Shafi'i. Right? Imam al-Shafi'i. He said that, some, that when I argued with an ignorant person, and I would rather leave him. Why? Because he just, yani, there's no use in arguing. Because what's going to happen? I'm just going to argue, he's going to argue, there's never going to be a in because he doesn't have ilm, he doesn't have knowledge. But when he argued with someone or he discussed with someone that had ilm, then he went in full force. Because now it's someone that you can discuss. So going back to the hadith. So he says that when we got up from that place where we were sitting, I said to Umar, O oh my beloved father, by Allah it came to my mind that it must be a day tree. Then Umar said, so what prevented you from speaking? He said, 
I did not see you speaking and I dislike to speak when or to say anything. So Umar said, if you had said it, it would have been dearer to me. If you had said it, it would have been dearer to me. So that's the flip side of the coin again. That again, sometimes your teacher or sometimes the parent, they want you to speak as well. But we need to understand when to do what and Allah knows best. So that hadith is now a bit different to the ayah. That is speaking about what type of trina? That it doesn't, maybe the tree sometimes is bearing, sometimes is not bearing fruits, etc. And Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So if we go into details with regards to this matter of Tawheed in the life of a believer, and we will find a lot of aspects with regards to Tawheed, with regards to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly. And we will find its blessed effects. Tawheed, it has effects on us as Muslims. We don't realize it. That Tawheed, it impacts on my life every single day and every moment in my life, we will find that this Tawheed is having an impact on me. And if we see and if we establish Tawheed in our hearts and we establish Tawheed in our daily lives, then we will see that this door of Tawheed, it is yani like a sea without any coast. And we will see that the fruits of Tawheed and its effects on us as believers, it has no limits. And it has no number to it. It has no added. Imagine that we implement this Tawheed correctly. We implement this in our daily lives. What will happen? That we won't be able to count the bounties of Allah. Because now, it's not just, sometimes Tawheed has also just become a book subject. If al, la taf'al, do this, don't do that. But the haqiqah, the reality of Tawheed, sometimes gets lost on the way. And this is just what I spoke about now, about that it's countless and it will help us. It's just but a summary. So if we look at this in more detail, then the first point we will see is that Tawheed, like we mentioned at the start, is that it is the head of your actions, <coughs> it is the head of your actions being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you don't have Tawheed, then your actions will not be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ فَقَدْ حَبِطَ عَمَلُهُ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says And whosoever rejects the faith All their good deeds Will be void in this life And in the year after They will be of the Khasirin of the losers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَا مَنَعَهُمْ أَن تُقْبَلَ مِنْهُمْ نَفَقَاتُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَبِرَسُولِهِ Surah Al-Tawbah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says And what prevented their donations from being accepted Is that they have lost faith in Allah and His Messenger So if you've lost faith in Allah and His Messenger No matter how much you've given no matter how much of zakah you pay, no matter how much of sadaqah you've given, your amal is null and void. And what is your, the main ingredient? Number one, yani is tawheed. And then it is what we said earlier, to have ikhlas and mutaba'at ali rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is it. If I want my actions to be accepted, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then what? First of all I must have the correct aqidah I must have the correct tawheed If I don't have the correct tawheed I can make salah Till the cows come home I can make salah Year in and year out I can wake up for tahajjud Every single night I can read 10 ajazah in tahajjud but if that Tawheed is not there, believing in Allah correctly, as how the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam believed in Allah, how the companions believed in Allah, how the first three generations of Islam believed in Allah, if my aqidah is not in conformity with this, then there's a problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, And whosoever desires the year after, and strives for it accordingly, and is a true believer, it is they whose striving will be appreciated. So, now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that if we desire for the year after, and we strive for it accordingly, and he is a true believer, or she is a true believer. So he can strive for the year after, but if he or she is not a true believer, then there's a problem. It's something to, for us to think about. Point number two. That Tawheed is something that takes out certain qualities from us and it puts in certain qualities. So for example, it takes out Hasad. It takes out Envy. It takes out hatred. It's supposed to take out this unity. But what does it do? Or what good qualities does it have? It's supposed to bring humility. It's supposed to bring love. It's supposed to bring unity. So this is what Tawheed is supposed to be doing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
He says, Man amila salihan min dhakarin aw untha wa huwa mu'min. That whosoever does good, whether they are male or female, and is a believer, فَلَا نُحِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبَةً That we will surely bless them with a good life. وَلَا نَجِزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And we will certainly reward them according to the best of their deeds. Tawheed is also supposed to bring contentment to our hearts. This is what Tawheed does. And this is what Tawheed does in the life of a Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَوْتُمَئِنُّ كُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَوْتُمَئِنُّ الْكُلُوبُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says regarding this, and he says to those who believe and whose hearts find comfort in the remembrance of Allah, then surely in the remembrance of Allah do the hearts find comfort. So if I'm a person of Tawheed and I worship Allah correctly, then my heart is supposed to be content. My heart is supposed to be at ease. I shouldn't always be jumpy. I shouldn't always be feeling, but now why didn't I get that? Why do I have this? No. That I'm supposed to have contentment in my heart. This is a person of Tawheed. The next important point is that Tawheed, it assists in times of stress and depression. In times of hardships and in times of difficulty. قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ مُؤْمِنٍ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٍ وَلَيْسَ ذَاكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنٍ إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ سَرَّاءُ شَكَرَةُ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ طَرَّاءُ صَبَرَةُ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he says عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ مُؤْمِنِ How amazing How amazing is the affair of the believer That person now Night speaking about the one that has Tawheed. How amazing is our fear that what happens? That there is good in everything for him or her. And this applies only to the believer, not to the kafir. It applies to the believer. That how amazing is your affair, the Prophet says, that if good happens to him, something great happens to him, he expresses gratitude to Allah, and this is good for him. And if he goes through something bad, he goes through an adversity, something evil befalls him, he endures this with sabr, with patience, and this is better for him. Rawahu Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fi sahih and this is established in an authentic hadith, أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يقول عند الكرب 
that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when it was a time of distress, or when he was in distress, he taught us and he said, say, La ilaha illallahu al-azim al-halim, La ilaha illallahu rabbul arshi al-azim, La ilaha illallahu rabbul samawati, wa rabbul ardi, wa rabbul arshi al-kareem. There is none worthy of worship but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mighty, the forbearing. There is none worthy of worship but Allah, the Lord of the Magnificent Throne. There is none worthy of worship but Allah, the Lord of the heavens and the Lord of the earth and the Lord of the noble throne. So here we see, even in a time of distress, what did the Prophet call out? Who did he call out to? He called out to Allah. In a time of distress, who do we call out to? We call out to Allah. We don't call out to Madad al-Ghawth. We don't call out to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We don't call out to Jilani. We don't call out to Badawi. We don't call out to this saint and that saint. We call out to Allah. This was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Khayru khalq. He was the best of creation. And who does he call out to at the time of distress? He calls out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next point with regards to Tawheed. And this is something more on a practical. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, اِقْرَأُوا سُورَةَ الْبَقْرَةِ فَإِنَّ أَخَذَهَا بَرَكَةٌ وَتَرْكَهَا حَسَرَةٌ وَلَا تَسْتَطِيعُهَا الْبَطَلَةِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Recite Suratul Baqarah for to take recourse to it is a blessing and to give it up is a cause of grief. And this contains again this Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> and the magicians cannot confront it. Muawiyah said, it has been conveyed to me that this word, Baqala, it actually means magicians. So this is again the important and the asas of Tawheed. Another important ayah with regards to Tawheed is Ayatul Kursi. And there are many ahadith that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned with regards to Ayatul Kursi. The next important point is that Tawheed, it expands your chest. It opens up your chest. Right? We live in a time, we live in a place, we live in a society. And this is especially for parents to teach to our children. And for teachers to teach to their students. That our younger generation, they... Uh, yani, they affected differently than maybe when we grew up. Everything is a form of depression. Everything is like the world is against me. Everything is, yani, it's an issue. Right? We as teachers, we see this. You, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, right? You could <laughs> raise your voice a bit in the class and it was fine. Today the teacher raises his voice and Allah Musta'an, it's a problem. They must bring in the psychologist, and they must bring in this one and bring in that one. 
right? So teach them, right? Again, this is linked to what the hadith I spoke about earlier about karb, about the stress. Teach them that in times of that life, there is going to be difficulties. But a mu'min, he faces his difficulties. A person of tawheed, he understands this. And this is how we implement tawheed in our daily lives and how we inculcate it into our children. For example, the child is ill and we take the means, we give him medicine. But every time we give him medicine, then what do we say? That it is Allah that is the cure. So now it becomes a norm to him. So he knows, I take the panado, I take my honey, whatever I'm taking. But Allah is the one that is curing me. So this is bringing tawheed into our lives practically. And now, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, we're going to look at the last point. And the last point is when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is inevitable. There's nothing guaranteed in life besides death. Some people, they say taxes as well, but Allah Musta'an, there's still ways around that. But death, no one can escape. Every soul shall taste death. And know, my beloved brothers and sisters, slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of the greatest effects of Tawheed is that when the Abd stands in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will be taken far away from Jahannam. And this is this is the Raya. This is the end goal. فَمَنْ زُحْسِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازَ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ And whosoever is taken far away from the fire of Jahannam and is entered into Jannah فَقَدْ فَازَ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ فَقَدْ فَازَ يعني he's successful and know that this dunya is a place of deception and know my beloved brothers and sisters, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us in the Quran, and he mentions this twice in Surah An-Nisa, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does not forgive shirk, and He forgives every other sin, yani besides shirk. So if the person dies upon shirk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive. But if you are someone that made shirk in his life and he turned back to Allah and he made sincere tawbah, then he's a mu'min. But if he died upon this, if he died upon shirk, then Allah musta'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right, there's many verses in the Quran where he mentions this. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Man mata wa huwa yad'u min dunillahi nidda takhala al-nar. That whosoever passes away, man mata wa huwa yad'u min dunillah, and he calls other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala niddan, 
يعني he takes him as a god دخل النار he's going to enter the fire of Jahannam my beloved brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says والذين كفروا لهم نار جهنم لا يقضى عليهم فيموتوا ولا يخففوا عنهم من عذابها كذلك نجزي كل كفور الله سبحانه وتعالى يسيز and as for the disbelievers as for the disbelievers they will have the fire of hell where they will not be allowed to be finished by death nor will its torment be lightened for them and this is how we reward every stubborn disbeliever so we can see my beloved brothers and sisters this is something that we need to stay far far away from so we need to have again the correct aqidah the correct tawheed teach it to our families teach it to our friends so that we can be saved from the fire of jahannam and as you notice that while we were speaking often we would say there's a lot of ayat that speaks about this there's a lot of ahadith that mentions this and this topic is a very vast topic like i mentioned at the start and like i said we can sit here all night we can come here week in and week out and we can discuss the tawheed of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ونسأل الله تبارك وتعالى أن ينفعنا جميعا بما علمنا وأن يزيننا جميعا بزينة الإيمان وأن يجعلنا هدادا مهتدين وأن يوفقنا لصالح الأعمال وسديد الأقوال وأن يهدينا إلي صراطا مستقيم وأن يوفر لنا ولوالدينا ولمشايخنا ولمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنه تبارك وتعالى سميع قريب مجيب والله تعالى أعلم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته حياكم الله